Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is 560 The Joe WQAM Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am a Dan Day, and today, Miami Monday. That means we're going to tailor the show just a little extra Miami to get you through. It usually is the worst day of the week. We're going to have some great Miami music on the way, plus the Joe Rose Show, talking to Miami head coach Manny Diaz, Dan Lebatard Show. They are talking about the Falcons debacle, which makes me very happy, especially originally being from New Orleans. Then Hawk and Crowder there as Miami as they come, and they're talking all things Miami sports. Right now, got the headlines for you. The Dolphins fell to the Bills 31-28 yesterday. They play in Jacksonville here on 560 The Joe, Thursday at 820. Tonight, New Orleans takes on Las Vegas at 8. Following a 47-34 win over 18th-ranked Louisville, the Canes now ranked 12th in the AP Top 25 will play Florida State Saturday at 7.30 here on 560 The Joe. After losing 117-106 to the Celtics Saturday, the Heat look to take a 3-1 series lead when they play Wednesday at 8.30. The Marlins split a doubleheader with the Nationals yesterday with just seven games left in the season. The Fish are in the playoff hunt. Inter-Miami picked up another three points this weekend, downing Atlanta United 2-1. They play the New York Red Bulls Wednesday at 8. NFL great Deion Sanders is now the head coach at Jackson State. He will be on the sidelines when the school resumes football in the spring. The MLB has committed $10 million to increase black American participation at all levels of baseball. Tonight in Game 2 of the NHL Finals, Dallas will play Tampa with Big D up 1-0 in the series. And now, we take a step into the day spa. Ah... A Canadian man recently celebrated 38 years of playing the same ongoing game of Dungeons and Dragons. His wife was not available for comment because she most likely does not exist. A Quebec town named Asbestos is now actively working to change its name. I mean, Asbestos, why? Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Police in Great Britain had to respond to a late night call from a man who was trapped in handcuffs after romance with his girlfriend went awry. Sounds like a dream come true to me. An escaped alpaca recently interrupted a soccer game in England. Not to be outdone, a parrot paused a match in Brazil after landing on a player's head. Nice. But I prefer the traditional drunk fat man streaking across the field and stopping the game. In Sweden's disgusting food museum, you can try an array of nasty food and drink, like poop wine and testicle beer. 
Looks like I'll be booking a trip to Sweden when this pandemic is over. Now on the weather. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures around 80. Monday mornings made a little extra nice with the Joe Rose Show because the Mondays following Kane's game, the coach, Manny Diaz, joins the show. Kane's are looking good. He's got them going in the right direction. Let's keep it going. Talking about fun win over Louisville. It was a fun win. Also, grading out De'Eric King, the kicking game changer. Come on, Cameron. Florida State week and taking inspiration from the heat. Coach, are you kidding me? That was so much fun to watch Saturday night. I felt like I had about 12 beers without the hangover, man. I got to tell you, that was, it was great for business. It was just great yesterday sitting around shooting the breeze at Hard Rock Stadium with the guys about the game. I can't say enough about, I know it wasn't a perfect game and, you know, there there were probably another two or three touchdowns left on the field. What Rhett Lashley did with that offense, and by the way, not just the big plays, Coach, and I've had a lot of coffee this morning, Coach, I apologize. It was a confusion on the big plays. Like, it, that's how defensive coordinators, like, lose jobs. That was, like, it was unbelievable to see. You guys held back, obviously, in week one but that was really fun coach our guys competed they played really really hard they stayed together and and i think that's the, the been the most enjoyable part here the first couple of weeks i mean just again the just the feeling on the sideline the feeling in the locker room after the game these guys really really enjoy playing with each other and for each other and uh and to have some success like that on that stage i think is a it's a good first step you know we're only one know in the conference and obviously this is a this is florida state week so we know this week is unlike any other but uh but it was a, it was a great win and it was great to have uh you know, have that national showcase and, and to be able to show some of the improvements that we have made. Coach, talk about your quarterback. We'll start there. De'Eric King, 18 of 30, 325 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. How'd you kind of grade out his play from what we saw on TV also? Yeah, I, I mean, I, Derek was in control of the game, especially third down and long. You know, I thought there were some crucial plays in the first half where, in, in fact, I think I think one of the, I wouldn't say the turning point because I don't want to suggest that we weren't in control, but I think the point where we really took over the game was we hit the long pass to Will Mallory on a third and long. Will makes a great play, throws a, Louisville guy had a bounce, I think about a 70-yard pass play. And we had called for a – we have a guy that barely flinches on the offensive line. We get called for a false start. And that's the kind of hammer blow, sucker punch, you know, gut right. punch that, you know, teams will, dro- dro- you know, sort of drop their shoulders and okay. And, you know, they'll, they'll just sort of run the ball and we'll punt it and go play defense. And, you know, Red stayed aggressive. Uh, Derek makes a big-time throw to Mark Pope. And we go right down the field from that point on and, and, and score a touchdown. I think that makes it 14-3. to And and really from that point on, I mean, again, there were some definitely some perfections but we really were in control the rest of the way I I just the mentality of the football team to just shake that off and and for Derek to make a big time throw like that I think really sent a message to everybody that uh, that this deal is is special and different coach uh, the transfer portal was very good to you during that game I was looking around and and the guy that we talked about one of the key guys that you had come over and join your team Borigalis for you to have confidence and, and you know I'm watching going boy if this isn't good coach they got really good field position take us through that at 57 yards and you tell Borgalis Go get it, kid. Well, he was mad at me last week at the UAB game right before halftime because we had a chance to kick about the same distance. And we, we threw the Hail Mary, or we, you know, we attempted to throw the Hail Mary. And this time it was just a little different. That we, we, we did have a little bit of a wind behind us, and, and he was really, you know, stroking the ball in, in pregame warm-ups. And, you know, hey, what the heck, man? You know, you, we got, you know, you, you unwrap the present. You might as well, you know, you might as well see what he can do. 
and and not even did. I'll tell you the coolest part is just the reaction of our sideline. You know, just if you just if you watch it again, I mean, there's not a guy on our sideline that's not going crazy, and that's just what that does to the entire football team and the confidence it gives to the entire football team. If you think, you know, it's not going to be this way every time, but we just got the ball to the 40 yard line and got points out of it, and uh, you know, and compared to where we were a year ago, that's that's a that's a quite a different feeling. Yeah, coach, how much does that change your mindset when uh, you know? I don't want to talk about last year, but when you have a chance to kick a field goal or a long field goal and the confidence you have in your kicker compared to what it was last year at certain points when you had to go for it or make changes, that's got to change your confidence uh, when it comes down to kicking one of those 50 yarders, 47 yarders and not being worried or too worried about it. It's a, it, it gives you a whole different dynamic and that doesn't mean that we'll always kick and but but at least you've got a decision but but more importantly and again we're, it's still early on and we're you know we still have plenty of games to play but but we're, try, we're try, it's all about winning at this point right we're not about potentially more about performance and you know and the, you know some of the things that we had a year ago for missing pats and 20 yard field goals and those type things i mean that's again everybody's working really really hard and and, and it's the opposite it takes the wind out of your sails when you when you see a, a short kick like that missed so i i think the team now has confidence that that, you know, they can make some things happen when we get across midfield. In the first half, your defense did a nice job and gave up some yards of, of keeping them out of the end zone, making them kick field goals. Second half, j- just talk about, did you change things? You loosen up? Run us through the second half there when they got it rolling a little bit. No, it was it was disappointing. I mean, really, it, it came down to two things. Up front, you know, Louisville's an outstanding outside zone running football team, and, and we have had success against that scheme over the years. There's just a certain technique that you've got to play up front to, to have a chance to stop it. And, and I, I just thought, from a technique standpoint, we didn't do the things that, that we pride ourselves on doing on getting the outside zone stopped. And, and, then, and then specifically the matchup on their tight end with our defensive ends. That's that's a key matchup that we have to dominate, and I just don't think we. It, it, it wasn't even a physical thing; it was an eye discipline thing, an eye control thing. We just didn't. We just didn't play our assignments very well up front. Now they get the outside zone running. That, that's really their bread and butter. Now everything's got a chance. In the back end, it was really eye discipline. Obviously, they're they're a major run play action team. On every play, there's either going to be some sort of motion or some sort of condensed split, and you've got to have as a secondary, you got to have your eyes in the right place. The majority of what the quarterback was doing, damage you know wise, was just throwing the ball outside of the flats, and there's a matchup required in that. But the matchup, the, the secondary, they've got to have their eyes in the right place. So when they see you know a certain player go to the flat, this guy matches the flat, this guy matches the um, the deeper route, and we just we, we had a hard time getting everybody's eyes in the right spot. And, and again, that was a, a focus issue, just a discipline issue, um, all of the above. An issue of just sometimes when the run game gets going, um, that is where your passing game suffers. So it was all of the above. It's something that's obviously fixable, but at the same time, it was disappointing. We couldn't we couldn't sustain, sustain the focus. Uh, to do what it, we had to do over the course of, of 60 minutes, you know, and then obviously not finishing well, you know, when you really have a team, you know, re- get, you know, ready to finish them off and, and allowing them, you know, drive for 160 yards and two touchdowns kind of at the end when the game should have been out of doubt or, you know, not in doubt, but it really wasn't. So, I mean, again, a lot of things that we that we can improve on. Coach, uh, real quickly too, Cameron Harris, who, who had an unbelievable run down the sideline and we've seen great speed from him two games in a row. He got a little nicked up. You expect not to do injury reports, but do you expect he'll play against FSU this week? Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, Cam Cam uh, Cam was out there last night um, in our practice. So yeah, and again, I, Cam's is a great example of you know what David Feely in our weight room, and when I when Cam's speed. His ability to sustain his speed is because of his work in the weight room. So Cam breaking out long runs and the fact that he, you know, he it, it's not just a long run; he gets pushed out of bounds 
20, 30, 40 yards down the field. His ability to go all the way is what he did in the weight room January, February, March. Then it had to stop, and then we came back. And you just you, you can't kick the guy out of the weight room. And it's fun to see his uh, you know the results on the field because of it. Coach, back to the defensive side of the ball for a second. Bubba Bolden had a really good game for you too. I think he had 11 tackles, one tackle for loss, forced a fumble. Uh, that was an outstanding game from him. Uh, what did you see on tape when you watched Bubba? Bubba was very active. I think he played very fast, played very hard. I'll tell you the coolest thing about Bubba, and, and really this goes for about the whole football team. Bubba texted me yesterday and said, Coach, I really played poorly, and, and I just want you to know that I'm, you know, I'm going to play a lot better this week. And I think that was really the great thing about all, really both sides of the ball. Our guys don't feel like they played very well. They feel like they played very hard. They felt like they, they competed. Offensively, we were, we were pretty disappointed in how we played. And I think that's one of the measurable ways. You know, you know, we did this pretty much the same thing to the same team a year ago. And instead of walking around, you know, feeling really, really good about ourselves, you know, our offensive meeting yesterday was, was a pretty dour meeting. I mean, it was it, the, the guys felt pretty disappointed in our overall performance. Of course, we had some big explosive plays. And, and to be quite honest, and I, I'm sure they would agree, Louisville had a lot to say in that. They, they obviously helped us out by, you know, just cutting some guys loose and, I mean, giving us about as easy some touchdowns as you'll ever get. I think for really just about every man on the roster to feel like there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, they know that they're, they know that their fight and their, and their desire and just their, the, the way that they st- stuck together is, is what grinded out the win. But, um, but from Bubba on, I think the guys really feel like, Hey, let's get back to work because I can play a lot better than this. So Rhett Lashley got a lot of love on the, on the Kirk Herbstreet show, uh, that night on the broadcast and for good reason um all the things did he do anything as your coordinator that even surprised you with uh, the big plays and how quickly this team scored from a game plan standpoint i thought red and the staff uh did an outstanding job of of locating some places where louisville had some holes in some of their coverage schemes and knew that there were some places where they would be in some conflict of you know and the potential to give up some big plays, some things that had happened to them in the past. The way that it you know the way that occurs. I mean, certainly the one to Knighton, you know, that was something that we definitely thought was a possibility. Even the one to Brevin at the end, um, we actually tried to hit that earlier in the game and it didn't happen. So yeah, there were some things that I thought we had identified going in that we felt like we'd have a chance to to go all the way. But but I still think the coolest thing is you know like Cam Harrison's run. That's just inside zone. Now, formation-wise, wow. Louisville was lined up in a way that once we got through the front line, they didn't have a, you know, a second level of defense to get it on the ground. But that, that's just the guys up front just doing a great job of blocking inside zone, a play that everybody in America runs. And to have that go for 70-some-odd yards or whatever it was, that's cool. And that just shows the improvement that those guys up front have made, that they can open up a hole for our backs to get through there. Coach, I, th- I think you know this. You had 11 penalties in the game and a lot of them in the first half. What do you say to your guys? I know some of them are just, you know, just whether they were tired or hit late hits out of bounds. What, what do you say to your guys? How do you handle that stuff? Well, we handle it with some discipline, some physical discipline last night. And the disappointing part about the penalties is that there are aggressive penalties. You know, I mean, you know, Amari should out of bounds was was bang, bang, very close. And if those were our penalties, then that, that would be one thing. But right. I think we had five, just on offense, I think we had five penalties that we had, you know, the worst kind, either pre-snap or post-snap. Pre-snap is just concentration flinching or not getting lined up right and post snap is you know something happened you know we had a guy pull a guy off a pile and got a 15-yard penalty for that and, and we preached it after week one when we don't get penalties on offense we're extraordinarily hard to stop so I do think I do think it was it was interesting I do think being on the road for the first time the combination of whether it's the 
the fake crowd noise, the music in between plays. The, 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 I thought the Louisville fans were really into it. The crowd, it, it did seem like it caused some issues for us up front, and, and we'll have to make sure that when we go on the road that we practice. We did practice with some crowd noise, and we have to practice um, a little bit more um, than what we did. But but again, overall, just the you know the offsides on defense that, that's that's just not paying it. That's just guys not paying attention and not staying focused, and and they see how it hurts, hurts the entire team. So we do, and we we've got a one fail all fail mentality. So we all, when we pay the bill on Sunday for penalties, everybody's got to everyone's got to pay the bill for you know for one person's lack of, of focus, and and that's and then we move on. Oh, that'll clean stuff up soon, I'm sure, if that's the case. 2-0 and overall, 1-0 and in the ACC. Now you're number 12 in the country, and it's Florida State week with game day coming down. You can't ask for anything better if you're a head coach, correct? It's, as you know, Miami, Florida State is, should be a national holiday, and it, and it doesn't really matter the records and where everybody's been. I mean, you know, we all remember when that was a, a, a marquee game in the, in the college football year. And I think, I think you know, what we do see is that things can change quickly in college football, but we know things can change in either direction quickly. And nobody wanted to talk about us two weeks ago, and you have to earn the right to stay relevant in college football. Uh, we will not pay attention to rankings and things like that because no one remembers where you're ranked in, you know, in September. We, we know we know what this game will mean to Florida State. We know what it means to us, and it's great to have it, you know, and again, in our stadium and however many fans they let in there need to do their part to make the plays as rowdy as we possibly can because these are games that everybody remembers. You know, it's, it's, it's Miami, Florida State. We tell our players all the time that they leave this program with, with a record of what, you know, what their wins and losses were against FSU, and, and our guys take a lot of pride in that. So we've got we to have a great week of practice to, to give us a chance to, to win the game on Saturday. Coach, we'll let you run, but as I let you run here, it, it seems like you really learned and really off of last year of just not realizing that you got to take it game to game and you got to get up for every game. Is is that kind of been a message that some of the guys been around and you as the head coach have kind of preached to these guys that, hey, if we show up and we just say we're the you and we don't play hard, we're going we're gonna to lose. We are preaching we, – we, we have a, a greater respect, I think, as a football team of what it takes to win a football game and how hard it is to win a football game. And, and if, you, if, you, if you watch the Heat and you hear the Heat and, and, and their players talk, they talk about it all the time. You know, winning in the playoffs in the NBA is hard. Every game is hard. Um, college ball doesn't matter what anybody says and, and what the point spread is. It is hard to win a football game, and a lot of things have to go your way. Uh, you've, you have to make a lot of things go your way to win a game. And, that, and that's what's cool about, like, the locker room after these first two games and just to see the, the really the unbridled joy of our players because they realize that they've accomplished something that's hard to do. Now, in hindsight, it never looks hard. In hindsight, it always looks easy, but it never is. And so I, I just think that appreciation of what it takes to win and, and, and having that proper respect and understanding that you have to rebuild that thing every week. You know, it starts it starts from scratch every week in the process of what it takes to win a football game. And I think our guys, again, I listen, it's for two weeks in. We haven't done anything. Um, but I do think they have, a, they have a better respect for week in, week out, what it takes to win a game. Manny, thank you, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, and uh, good luck this week against Florida State. We appreciate it. Okay, guys. Thank you. Have a great week. Manny Diaz and the guys are rolling right now. Remember, you can check them out this coming Saturday, 7.30, pregame, postgame, whole game here on 560 The Joe. You can always catch the Dan Lebitard Show weekdays from 10 to noon here on 560 The Joe. And next, we're going to catch them reveling, or at least I'm going to be reveling, maybe not them reveling, in the Falcons debacle. Beep! The Falcons. I'm originally from New Orleans. What can I say? That's about five minutes away. Plus, it is a Miami Monday, so I got some Miami music for you next on 560 The Joe WQAM Radio Rewind. Ooh, I 
This is 560 The Joe WQAM Radio Rewind. And it is a Miami Monday. You can hashtag Miami Monday at Dan Day Radio on Twitter and tell me what makes you so Miami. If I like it, I'll probably just read it out on the air. And this is Miami artist Mike Smith and Rondo Smith. No love. Got to have some love for No Love by Mike Smith and Rondo Smith. They are signed to Trick Daddy Slip and Slide Records. That's right there as Miami as it comes. Probably right now eating some croquetas de jamón, pastelitos, de guayaba. Woo-hoo. 305, staying alive. Dan Labatard, born and raised, works here in Miami. Got it going on. I love this next segment because it's all about the Falcons. And in New Orleans, we have a saying. You say, beep, the Falcons, or beep, Falcons. I can't say it on the radio because I'll not be on the radio anymore. But nonetheless, they're talking Falcons versus Cowboys stats. Also, do not touch that onside kick. Once again, I'll say it because it feels good. Beep, the Falcons. Then Kyler Murray making Cliff Kingsbury look less than average. Here are some stats, Dugat, from Falcons-Cowboys. Okay, if you did not see the game, uh, it is hard to imagine how it is that the Falcons lost that game. Uh, I think they were up 15 with uh, seven minutes left or five minutes left. You had Mike McCarthy doing bad math, and somehow the Falcons still managed to lose that game. But their games are always exciting. Give the Falcons that. I love uh, I love that Mike McCarthy <laughs> spent the whole offseason uh, telling us that he's doing advanced math, and there's some basic math that eludes him. But uh, from ESPN Stats and Info. The Falcons had 39 points with zero turnovers. Uh, entering the day, teams were 440 and 0 when scoring 39 points with zero turnovers since 1933 when team turnovers were first tracked, according to Elias. Okay? So that game has literally never been lost before the Falcons lost it. That's amazing. We honestly could devote the entire show because there were so many things in that game from the unprecedented onside kick, the slow roller that nobody had the presence of mind to jump on because they've been hammered in practice. Hey, do not touch a ball before it goes 10 yards. So they're not ejecting from their programming when they should because it's such a slow roller. Just jump on it. It was amazing to watch. It was the greatest onside kick in the history of the NFL. It took a right turn at the very end to give it a couple extra yards. It is also the first successful (laughs) onside kick for Greg Zerline since since 2014. You don't see successful onside kicks anymore. And this was one unlike one that we've ever seen because it looked like it should have died out after four yards. And it just kept rolling and rolling. A Falcon could have just jumped on it. They didn't want to risk touching it, which would have made it a live ball. And then you have everybody pouncing on it. But the second that it went 10 yards, Dallas jumped on it. And would you ever see this? No replay. Everyone knew, wow, they got you there. It was just taking advantage of of a team that had never seen that before, never prepared for it before. You had Jerry Jones wearing a mask, and you could tell how hard it was for him to breathe because it was going in and out. It was an incredible game, and it played all the hits, and I cannot believe that the Falcons once led a Super Bowl with that core 28-3. It's amazing. Were you uncomfortable with the social distancing stuff going on inside the Cowboys suite? I was concerned for Jerry. He had young kids hugging him. I mean, it was, I was concerned. I'm worried about the old people here. 
I'm doing that with everyone on television. <laughs> are, are you? Everyone. I'm during during the Emmys last night. I'm everyone get away from each other at Reese Witherspoon's party. You people are too close together. Uh, this is from the Ringer. Uh, under the current 16 game schedule, NFL teams reach a thousand games after 62 and a half years. The Falcons, as a franchise, have played only 857 games in their entire history, including playoffs stretching back to 1966, with a 99. 9% chance of winning in the fourth quarter. The Falcons' loss is one of the most improbable results with a one in a thousand chance of happening in NFL history. Uh, Dan Quinn is 14 and 20 since 2018, uh, since being up 28 oh, to 3 and being the coach that everyone wanted. And this from The Athletic. In two, ga- <laughs> in two games, the Falcons have allowed 953 yards and 78 points. The Seahawks and Cowboys uh, scored 10 touchdowns against the Falcons. The Dallas tried to give the game away, lost three fumbles, and had two ill-advised fake punts that set up Atlanta uh, for 23 of their 39 points. So the Cowboys were awfully generous and won the game uh, anyway. The Falcons played a perfect offensive game and somehow lost it. I wanted to ask you this question because there was so much football yesterday uh, that I think people may have missed that A, Kyler Murray is coming for everybody. He's awesome. Uh, he's making it look yep. like Oklahoma in the pros, which is not like those spread offenses where the quarterback runs for 30 yards up the middle of your defense. That that felt like Oklahoma, and that usually doesn't translate from college to the pros. But the other thing is that Kingsbury knows it, and so he not only goes for it on fourth and short, up 20 to nothing in his own territory, Stugatz, he runs a reverse like that team is gaining confidence because they know that their quarterback is good. And you look at the guys in the league who play that style, Russell Wilson and Lamar Jackson. Those teams are scary. I don't know how you defend them. You get them in third and seven and all of a sudden you feel like you've had, you, you feel like relief and there ain't no relief in getting them in third and seven. And it doesn't matter at all against the Ravens because the Ravens will just keep going for it on fourth down. And it seems like some, well, it seems like Kingsbury specifically, Andy Reid did this uh, in his own territory game one, but it feels like Kingsbury specifically knows that all the math in that sport is outdated and you should go for it on fourth and short, even if you're on your own 30-yard line right. sometimes, if you have the kind of offense where uh, they're going to try and beat you with field goals and they're not going to beat you with field goals. Especially with that quarterback. And you have to give Kingsbury credit because he said right when he was hired that that's the guy he would take. They had a quarterback. He still took that quarterback anyway, got rid of Josh Rosen, but it's amazing that a quarterback like Kyler Murray can take a guy who could not succeed at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes, was an offensive coordinator at USC, turned down that job, and now he's going to be a head coach of the NFL for the next 10 was years. 23 and 25 yes. at Texas Tech and somehow got the Arizona job. Kyler Murray is one of the best athletes in the world right now. He's not just at a tremendous thrower of the football, and it's not that he's just fast, right? Him and Lamar Jackson have incredible vision at the position he'll just stop on a dime let a defender just run past him and he'll take it another 25 yards he's got incredible vision for a quarterback it also helps when you have bill o'brien sitting out there just giving giving deandre hopkins away i mean it's unbelievable and deshaun watson doesn't have a wide receiver to throw to i um am so excited because finally stugatz 
finally, some of these cavemen who run these NFL teams and have been so conservative for so long are finally realizing, hey, fourth and one. We want to keep the ball when our quarterback's special. We don't want to give it back to you. Fourth and one, we're going to... A reverse! He ran a damn reverse! I've never seen up, you look happier. Up 20 nothing because I'm like, finally, cojones! Finally! Somebody in that league, tremendo cojones! Oh, that feels so good. Falcons, loss. Two things that should always go together in a sentence. Let's go Saints tonight. Saints... Playing my third favorite team, the Oakland Raiders. My second favorite team, the Miami Dolphins. Grew up loving the Dolphins because my name's Dan. Dan Marino, that's the only other Dan I ever knew of. And I just love the Dolphins. Now I live here, so, oh, one day, Saints, Dolphins, Super Bowl. Yeah, but tonight I get my number one versus number three team. Hey, it is a win-win situation. Throw some beers in there. It is going to be a good Monday night. To make your Monday even better, I've got some more Miami music for you next. It's a Miami Monday and Hawk and Crowder here on 560 The Joe WQAM Radio Rewind. Make it bang. Back at you, 560 The Joe WQAM Radio Rewind. I am Dan Day on Twitter, all the social medias, even the stuff that didn't exist yet, at Dan Day Radio. Hit me up. Got that Miami Monday going for you right now. Some more Miami music from Mike Smith and Rondo Smith. No feelings. You know we Stack this money to the ceiling. Hardcore ain't got no feeling. I'm just trying to stack this money to the ceiling. Catching some feelings with that Mike Smith, Rondo Smith. No feelings. Straight out of Miami. You got to love that. Hawk and Crowder, they're straight out of Miami. Well, Hawk lives up in Boca and Crowder kind of lives near the Dolphins practice facility. But nonetheless, they're broadcasting from home nowadays, and they are making it happen. Earlier today, talking about Miami, a sports hotbed. Josh Allen, get him! It is Miami-Florida State week, and Dolphins uh, hurting. Making me a little nervous back there. I don't know if it was going to be Benatar, it was going to be Gorillas, some Kaliki Taka. We all right? Saturday, September. Saturday, September. We all right? Did you say September? We all right? September. We all right? September. 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 What is that? Today is the 21st of September. <laughs> And Earth, Wind, and Fires September is getting played by hacky radio producers all across the country, but we've got our own version, <laughs> September. Because <laughs> we're better than them, Hawk. We're better. Or worse. <laughs> you have to be worse to come up with September accidentally when, by the way, you're talking about May. <laughs> that was the, the craziest part of that uh, verbal slip up. I was talking about the month of May, but whatever. I go half full. I'm a half full guy. <laughs> September. We'll do it one more time since it's September 21st, uh, Solana. One more time. I'm sorry. It I caught him uh, off guard there. Yeah. yeah, my bad. No, it wasn't really prepared for, for two First plays. You know? I, 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 just, I figured you'd be playing it all day long, yeah. so I didn't think I'd catch you off guard. 
right. I'm a little nervous back there. I don't know if it was going to be Benatar. <laughs> it's going to be Gorillas, some Kalikitaka. We all right? Saturday, September. <laughs> Saturday, September. We all right? Did you say September? <laughs> we all right? September. We all right? Of September. That is tonight, ladies and gentlemen. 21st night of September. All right. Since we last spoke, the Heat lost to the Celtics, so they are still up 2-1 in the Eastern Conference Finals. The uh, Hurricanes beat Louisville convincingly on Saturday night, and I think they got Hurricanes fans very excited nationwide watching (laughs) De'Ara King. And I'm telling you, I'm in love with this Cameron Harris. That guy can run. Uh, you saw Brevin Jordan real early. You had called for him after game one. Like, where's Brevin Jordan? You saw him real early. And then you had Dolphins oh. losing yesterday to the Bills. We'll talk about that, obviously. But Josh Allen shredded the, shredded them. It was, I'm guessing, uh, being a former middle linebacker yourself, had to be painful to watch the defense. Yeah. I, about the end of the third, I just started yelling, get him. And when I do that, <laughs> I, that's just all scheme out the right. window, all an, uh, analysis gone. I'm just yelling, right. get him, get him. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. You know what? And one thing, I'll tell you, we're talking about our show. One thing we do, we'll admit when we're wrong. And I've been criticizing Josh Allen yep. for a long time. Bro, this young man got better this season. Accuracy, bro. Those crossing yeah. routes were on the day. Money On the money, we do admit when we're wrong. I sent out a tweet yesterday that said only Ryan Tannehill is great. So I've obviously come around on him. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Miami FSU week as well. Beat FSU week. College game day is going to be in town this Saturday. And uh, Canes FSU will be the primetime game Saturday night on ABC. Uh, speaking of primetime... <laughs> Without their head coach, because he's sick. Because he's Come sick, on. Norvell. On, although Norvell. I saw a funny, uh, I saw a funny uh, response to the tweet. <laughs> Someone tweeted out, you know, I guess it was this Saturday morning. Mike Norvell will be has tested positive for COVID. Will not coach the UM FSU game, and someone uh, responded with like, "Well, he didn't coach last week either, so is it really that much of a change?" Advantage, um, get him off the sideline. Yeah, wow, now we got a start chance. to the season for them. And then speaking of prime time, the the Dolphins are on prime time this week, Thursday night football. There's I don't know where to start. Like, there's so much to cover. We'll do 15 minutes of heat in about 10 minutes or so, as we do every day. But we'll bounce around all day. I honestly, I don't know where to start. And I I guess as much as I want to celebrate the Hurricanes, and we will do so, I guess we start with the Dolphins. There there does seem to be a problem on defense, though, because Josh Allen, while his accuracy did look good, they, they had he had all the time in the world, and the receivers were wide open a lot. You know what? I, I was marveling yesterday, uh, last night, was watching that Seattle-New England game. I mean, Seattle receivers, they're draped by New England defenders, and they're coming up with the ball. That's impressive. The yes. the Bills seem to have receivers that were just wide, op- wide open. So I, I don't know what to do with all that because there's a lot of money back there. And Benogany, Needham, we saw why they don't start or why they aren't ready for this league. Bro, I'll tell you what. When 
who was it? Stephon Diggs ran that crosser that mm. was overthrown, the early one, but then Byron Jones grabbed his groin. I had the video game noise in my mind. Game over. Like, you just knew. I said, so who's going to cover John Brown now and Diggs? And they decided to put um what Xavier on John Brown, and Stephon Diggs, what, he have 150? I mean, like, that may have been a mistake, though, right? That may have been a mistake not to at least. When Diggs is killing you to move Xavier over to him? No, I was there. I was there too, especially when they, when you saw that he was the number on those those and those crosses, bro. That's all they were running. Cause and it's another thing too. I called for man. We talked about it last week. I'm like, bro, stack the box. Don't let them run. You can't let somebody else after the Patriot game 217 rushing. You can't let another team run for 217. So stack the box and play man. You have a lot of you know your DBs are highly paid, but you can't just show your damn hand all game, bro. <laughs> they were at the line, chest to chest, to bump every play. You if you tell an NFL quarterback, I don't care who it is exactly the coverage you're in he's gonna beat it and that's why they kept running crossers i need to get a little deeper when i tell the dolphin defense what to do disguise like trick somebody pre-snap please bro everybody knew the coverage we knew they were man hawk you knew they were in man. Solana, you knew they were in man. And actually, Hawk, if you if you have quick feet, maybe we can get you at the slot corner. Because <laughs> I will tell you this. We do not have a slot corner on this team because the fact that even if – think about this. Even if Byron Jones didn't get hurt, Cole Beasley was destroying Nick Needham in the slot. He yeah. had like four PIs on him. We we have two good corners if they can get healthy, but bro, that secondary is not what I thought it was going to be, and I'll admit that as well. Yeah, I think a lot of people found that out yesterday, and that's a scary notion moving forward. So uh, there's a ton to cover. Canes looking good. Dolphins not so much. Heat, a little bit of a hiccup Saturday night. I don't know if that's a uh, a wake-up call, if it's an alarm's going off, or it's just that, hey, gentlemen, sweep. You're not going to sweep Boston 4-0, and, uh, and you move on. Marlins, I believe the magic number is six. There's so much to get to. Let's do headlines here with Alejandro Solana and try to jam in, I'd say, about 14 hours worth of content into the next four hours. It's my specialty, really. You know how I keep it quick. Let's start off with the Marlins. They play but enough today. of your sex life. Hey! hey. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> you mentioned the Marlins. They do play today. They begin a four-game series versus the Braves. They're three really? games That's back. That's the lead story of huh? Atlanta. Oh, I mean, you kind of covered everything that already <laughs> happened. All right, no, 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 that's fine. I, I thought Anthony Davis maybe even before that, but no, no, go ahead. I want to keep it local because we, we're <laughs> pressed for time here. Everybody saw the AD shot yesterday. The Heat don't play until Wednesday. The Lakers play tomorrow night because tonight's Monday night football. So much going on. But Who is playing in Monday night football tonight? Saints and the Raiders first game at Allegiant Stadium oh, in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. 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 John Gruden's hair Jason? makes the heralded return at Allegiant <laughs> oh, Stadium. Oh, bad hair last yeah. week. Bad hair. But, Hitting the Vegas buffets, too. Needs to lay off. <laughs> Seriously, the Marlins... First of a four-game oh, series to against the Braves, 7-10 p.m. tonight. <laughs> Trevor Rogers, he's on the mound for the Fish. You mentioned the Hurricanes earlier. Some ACC honors were released Let's a go. couple Talk minutes ago. Talk about it. Dear Talk King, about it. Dear King, ACC quarterback of the week. Player of the year. Talk about it. Bubba Bolden, ACC defensive back of the week. Defensive player of the year. Talk about it. Jose Borogales, you're welcome. ACC oh my specialist God. of the week. Come on. Let's what do we what can we do for Borogales? What can we do for him? Send him a chicharrone. <laughs> I mean, that guy, 
He knocked down, what was that, a 58-yarder? Like it was nothing? Like it was nothing. Y'all were missing 22 yarders last year. <laughs> oh, my God. What a change. Should we call it today Jose Borregales Day, Solana? I'm in. You're welcome. All right. You what? What did you do? You're welcome. Yeah, he was on FIU. <laughs> we gave him to you. Oh, oh that's okay. right. Yeah, that's hey, right. Well, you know yeah. what? I apologize. Thank you. We stole your soul last year, but we gave you our our great kicker. So you're welcome. It was a good, it was a good trade off. Yeah. Really quickly, some NFL news: Christian McCaffrey expected to be sidelined multiple weeks. Saquon Barkley. He has a torn ACL. He's out for the rest mm. of the season. And there guys, were so many injuries yesterday. Hawk and Crowder weekdays right here on 560 The Joe from 2 to 6. Check, 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 check them out. And remember, you can download their podcast, the podcast for this show, or any of the shows you hear on this station at our website, wqam.com, the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Remember, at Dan Day Radio on any social media, whether it exists or not, and I will do my best to answer it for you. Hopefully, you had a great Monday. I got beers calling my name. I've got Saints. I've got Raiders. Like I said, my top three teams, Saints, because that's where I was born and raised. Watched the Saints my whole life. Number two, Dolphins. Growing up, no one else was named Dan except Dan Marino. Fell in love with the Dolphins. Now I live here. They're my number two. Number three, huge Bo Jackson fan. Loving the black and silver. They are back. It's going to be a good game tonight. Throw in those beers. Going to be a good night. Thanks for joining me. Let's do it again tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, here on 560 The Joe. This is 560 The Joe, WQAM Radio Rewind. Later, slug. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.